Today's episode is brought to you by the best portfolio tracking tool available for Aussie investors, ShareSite. Put away the spreadsheet. ShareSite makes it ridiculously simple with automatic holding updates, comprehensive tax and performance reporting wrapped up in an easy to use fully online system. My favorite thing about ShareSite is how easy it makes tax returns. Simply generate your tax report at the end of financial year and voila, you're done. Either hand it off to your accountant or fill it in if you do it yourself using the report. And here is the best part. It's 100% free for users that have under 10 holdings. If you have over 10 holdings and still want to sign up, make sure you use my link to get the first two months for free. Head over to aussiefirebug.com forward slash share site to receive this special offer. Even if you're thinking about signing up using the free plan, using that link will score you two months for free if you ever decide to own more than 10 holdings. Finish tax time with a click of a button using ShareSite by signing up today. That's aussiefirebug.com forward slash ShareSite for your free two months. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm really excited to talk about today's topic. It's something that I've wanted to write about for a few years now uh, because it's been in our plans for a, for the last four or five years, but it's just something I've never written about because um, half, I wasn't 100% sure if it was actually going to happen, which I will get into in a minute, um, but really pumped to chat about this with you all today. So the post is titled, You Only Live Once, and there is a ba- bit of a backstory that I need to get into before we can um, go into the the guts of the article. Uh, But basically, I wanted to write this article because I think a lot of people associate trying to get to fire with sacrificing your, your basically all of your 20s or um, some of the best parts of your life. And don't get me wrong, there is definitely sacrifices needed to be made to achieve fire because if there wasn't and financial independence was really easy to do, everyone would be doing it. Uh, but I think the um, one of the biggest things some people don't quite grasp is it's a it's like a lifestyle change. So you don't, it, there's no point in sacrificing everything you love and living a miserable life just so you can reach this goal, you know, decades before others do, uh, because that's a miserable way to live. And we don't want to do that. The goal, uh, my goal anyway, with fire is to live the happiest life, life I can live. And yes, that does mean a bit of sacrificing early on to live, um, the better half of, uh, the, the later half of my life in absolute freedom and doing whatever I choose to do. So with that said, we will um, get stuck into what I want to talk about. Um, So the backstory, sorry, going off tangent a little bit. So we start this story in 2013 when I'd been roughly working for, I'd been working for nearly two years and Mrs. Firebug had just finished her degree um, in teaching and she was just about to start full-time work. So Back in 2013, we had always wanted to do a Euro trip and it, a Euro trip in our 20s. We'd always talked about it because neither Mrs. Firebug or I have been to Europe and we really wanted to go. Like many young people, want to travel to Europe and check it all out. So we did actually a American trip at the end of 2012 um, with another couple and the style of which we did it in... We seen a lot, but I didn't particularly enjoy the way we traveled 
it was really rush, rush, go, 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 um, you know, fly here, uh, get out of the airplane, go to your hotel, get a cab, go to the the um, place that you want to go to, take a selfie, hop back in the plane, go to the next destination. Like we only spent, I think, max five or six days in one city, which is not really long enough, I felt, to get like the, the true vibe and um, you know, to really see what's going on because you you go on there, you go there and you're gone in a second and you can't really chill out and really appreciate the, what the city has to offer other than doing the, um, the super touristy things. So we traveled like that for just over seven weeks around the United States, which if, unless you've been before everyone, and that includes myself, wants to see absolutely as much shit as possible during your, you know, four, five, six weeks off um, holidays that you have from work. So I was in that boat as well, and I wanted to make sure I capitalize on the time off. And as a result of that, you, you do travel like this. You travel really um, fast, and you don't really get to sit, sit back and enjoy the things. And the other thing um, as a result of traveling like that is you pay a premium on nearly everything you do because you're not there for long and because you can't, you know, go on a day that's cheaper or something like that. Um, you, you pay through the nose for a lot of things, especially airline tickets. Don't even get me started on how much that trip cost us, especially because we went in um, holiday season. And that's just, especially dating a, te- a teacher, that's just the reality of it. And a lot of families... Um, you know, can only go during school holidays. So of course there is a premium to be paid on everything. So we traveled like that and don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the trip to the United States, but we both said when we do Europe, let's not do it like that because it was, it was just too hectic and, um, we wanted to yeah really enjoy Europe over a longer period of time. So we decided instead of going to Europe for six to eight weeks and trying to get everything done like mad, we would, move over there for a year and we would actually work uh, during during the year off. So that, that was the plan. In 2013, we'd come up with that plan and that's obviously not a new plan that we'd come up with. A lot of people do that and a lot of my friends have done that and said it's the some of the best times of their life. So I really, um, I like the idea of doing that, like going over, setting yourself up, um, having a base in Europe and then being able to travel to France on the weekend or go to Spain on the long weekend or during the European summer, maybe visit a few countries and then being able to go back to your base in, in your home. We're, we're planning to do London, but you know, if you had another base in, in Europe and you could, you know, be healthy, eat all the right foods during Monday to Friday, do get your routine because I'm a very routine based person. Um, feel great and then head off on your next destination. I really think it's a, it's a cool way to do it. And you also get the, um, the experience of working in another country and really immersing yourself in that culture. So, um, yeah, I think it was a great way to do it. So we had decided that 2015, we were going to pack our bags up and head off on a once in a lifetime trip. And then I discovered fire, which threw a spanner in the works to say the least. (sighs) What can I say when I discovered fire? I've already spoken about it I think enough to to really um, emphasize that yeah it it changed changed my life and changed my outlook on things uh, when I discovered financial independence and then I took it a step further with Mr Money Mustache's blog and um, early retirement extreme and everything but basically um, for the purpose of the, 
for the purpose of this story. When I discovered fire, I realized that I wasn't ready to quit my job. They, they might have given me the time off, if I'm being honest, but um, even if they had given me the time off, I wasn't ready to stop uh, building and gathering those assets because I, I really felt like I was in, we were both in a really, really good position to leapfrog ourselves towards fire and it was going to be a lot harder if we did this trip and then come back and try to make up the time because we both had the following. We were both early 20s, good paying jobs relative. We live in the country, so maybe not compared to the city, but where, where we come from, they're relatively good paying jobs, low cost of living, and we, we were both relatively frugal. So I I thought about it. I discovered fire, and I knew this trip was coming up in a few years, um, and I thought, hmm, I feel like if I don't capitalize on the situation that I'm in, um, it might take me you know, many, many more years to reach the goal than it otherwise would have. And I don't know if I could, if work didn't give me the time off, I'm not sure if I could come back to as good paying job and, you know, all these um, things start running through your head. So um, I thought about it and, oh, and the compounding interest as well was really big and it was playing on my mind because I felt like if I didn't build up enough base before we went, then I was going to go and then I was going to come back and I'd sort of have to start again with my career and, um, you know, I would really get momentum um, built until around, you know, late 20s, 30s and then, you know, kids come on the scene. It's just a lot harder. I felt like in your 20s, especially in your mid to late 20s, is a really unique time to, you know, generate that, start building that snowball and start gathering momentum and, then if we decided to go later, um, the effects of compound interest could do its thing and I'd, I'd feel much more comfortable doing it like that. So I did think about that and it's unfortunate because your mid to late 20s is some of the best times of your life as well and you have a whole bunch of energy and you're young and it's probably the best time to travel. So it's really a catch-22, but as I said at the start, some sacrifices need to be made. It's, you know, reaching fire is never um, zero sacrifices. It's some sacrifices, but it's not as bad as some people make it out to be. Um, so anyway, back to the story. There I was stuck between a trip of a lifetime and a goal that had turned into an obsession for me. So I ended up chatting with Mrs. Firebug about Europe, about our Euro trip and how I wasn't ready to go yet. And she, you could imagine the, how that conversation went down. It was as it was. It went about as smooth as sandpaper, and what made the situation um, a lot worse was Mrs. Firebug had just started working full time, and she had a really, really hard time in her first year of work. So she's a teacher, and she's been working for another five years since that first year, and that first year is still her worst year by far. Um, she just had a really couple of hard kids, and um, she didn't have great support from the school, and it was her first year out. And on top of all that, this is horrible, but it, it really did add to the, it, it is part of the story. Her, um, her cat got eaten by a dog halfway through the year. So it was a really, really bad year for her. Um, and for me, because I was trying to, you know, help her out with work and everything. And I don't know about any of you guys out there, but sometimes, you know, that first year of full, full-time work can be can be full on and hard for a lot of people. So she had a really, really hard first year. 
And there I was telling her that I wasn't ready to go in in a, in a year's time to do our Euro trip. So she sort of had it, you know, we used to talk about it. She'd be like, oh, well, you know, I can, I can put up with this for another 12 months and, and then we're off, you know, then we're going. And in the back of my mind, I was like, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I actually want to stop working just yet. Um, so I finally brought it up with her and she just was in a very, um, yeah, she had a hard year and uh, it was a bad time to bring it up, I guess. But, um, she could see the importance of setting ourselves up at, at an early age, but it was hard for her to appreciate that after the year she had. So she ended up booking Camp America in for 2015 instead, uh, which was completely fine. She needed a break and I was totally supported, supportive of that. Um, I stayed and worked through, uh, through the time that she was away and I actually met up with her, her in Hawaii when she flew back. So I went over there um, after about four months and I seen her, seen her in Hawaii and then we flew back to Australia together. Now, the next four years, so we'd agreed that we'd put the Euro trip on hold at this point. And over the next four years, through 2015 at the start to the end of 2018, we would um, concentrate on um, building up our net worth and our portfolio and getting that um, snowball really rolling. And if I look at my net worth graph, those next four years set the foundation of the bulk of the portfolio. Like the majority of the wealth that we have, which is at the time that I'm uh, recording this is over $600,000. Majority of that, like 80% of it was built over the last four years. It was only, you know, as they say, the first 100,000 is really hard to get. And then the next 100,000 is, you know, easier than that and so on and so on. And that has definitely rang true um, in our situation. Every single year, we seem to be adding more to the snowball and it gets easier and easier as that passive income grows and is able to contribute more and more to um, investing. So we revised our the date of our Euro trip to be the start of 2019. And then as if a temptation from the devil I got my dream job towards the end of 2018. I got a job, um, it's a management position um, in in the place that I'm at and it's something that I've, it's funny because it's something that I've wanted even though, even though fire is my goal and I don't plan to work this job when I'm, when I've reached fire, like if I had all the money in the world right now, do you think I'd be rocking up to my job to work, you know, 40 hours a week? I don't think so. But I have a competitive streak in me and I really wanted this job and I almost felt like I wanted to get this job before I potentially hung up my boots at, at this career. I, I was like, I want to at least get to this level and then the competitor in me would be happy with reaching that even though I don't think it's going to make a real difference in the long run. But anyway, I ended up getting this job and it was a pretty significant um, pay increase for me at the end of, um, towards the end of 2018, around like August or, so, or something like that. And for a split second there, I thought, man, do we really need to go on this Euro trip? Like I just got this job. It's, it's a lot more money and we could realistically reach fire, like even conservatively in four to five years because I have this job and we're going so well. Um, we could totally do that. And I thought about it for probably 24 hours after I'd, um, got off of the job and I got it and I'm, I'm thinking, I'm just sitting there in bed thinking, man, 
this is, I can see the finish line. Like this is really, really close um, to having a, a house fully paid off and, you know, 50K rolling in. And then I can do whatever the, we can do whatever the hell we want. But honestly, I, it didn't take me longer than 24 hours to realize that not going traveling would be a mistake because I have, we've been talking about this trip for like five years now. And I don't know about you guys, but how many people have you ever heard say they have regretted traveling? I have yet to met, meet a single person to say that, but on the country, how many people have you heard say they wish they took more risks and they traveled when they were younger? I've met a few, especially in the place where I work. I've met plenty of people that have worked a safe job uh, for 40 years and that's the number one regret they have to say they wish they took more risks and they wish they did some more things uh, earlier in their life when they had no restrictions. So, you know, I thought about it. We could have, we could hit fire or we could um, go on this trip. Now, life is definitely worth living. And the fact that we have a growing snowball back home that would continue to work hard for us and make money whilst we're away made the decision for me a lot easier, which is why I'm recording this currently in Thailand. Uh, I wrote the article actually on the plane, on the flight over to Singapore, um, but I didn't get around to recording this um, for, for a few few days later. Uh, been meaning to, to get this out way earlier, but it's just been so busy traveling around. So we are actually on our way to London. Um, we're doing a little holiday through Southeast Asia first to start our, uh, sorry, holiday through South Southeast Asia first, just as a, a bit of a break. And then we're off to London to start our new life. So we'll be back at some point, but for someone who has always been risk averse, always made the smartest moves and not maybe not the most exciting and has made countless sacrifices in the pursuit of financial freedom, all I have to say is you only live once. So YOLO and I'm very excited to be on this trip and I know it's going to delay our fire date a few years potentially, um, but I'm totally okay with that because life is worth living, um, but it's also important to set yourself up for the future, which is why we, we literally left it to the last minute, I reckon. You know, I'm 30 this year, so I'm still in my late 20s at this point, but um, really excited and I'd love to know what you guys think about uh, traveling versus investing and the fact that you don't have to choose either or, or you can do both. And I think it's smart to do both. Um, we, we do, we're doing it a bit later in our twenties, but we set ourselves up with a pretty decent, um, portfolio before we left. And that makes the decision a lot easier for me. So, um, I probably won't be able to post as frequently as I used to since I'm on the move at the moment, but I'll still keep writing and publishing overseas. And if anyone is in London or in Europe that wants to catch up for a beer, please drop me a comment. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'm off to go to the beach and I'll see you guys in the next one. Cheers.